Hello, welcome to Senior Beat. My name is Christine Beatty, and I'm the director of the Madison Senior Center. My co-producer, Tom Frazier. And Tom, isn't it interesting we're talking about snow-related things today? It is, since we're supposed to have our first significant snowfall of the year today. But today? Most people won't see this until next month. That's so. right. So <laughs> anyway, we're delighted to be here with you. <clears throat> and we have a special guest, Dr. Holly uh, Jelinek, and she's a licensed psychologist. And she's here to talk with us about what we're calling the winter doldrums. Um, you know, Holly, I'm glad you're here today. And Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, what are the winter doldrums? Is there such a thing? Oh, there definitely is. We live in the upper Midwest where we have a short day um, in the worst of winter, and um, daylight is known to inspire us and help us feel energetic. And the shorter the day, many people develop what is sometimes called the SAD, the Seasonal Affective Disorder. Um, that's a normal thing for people who live in the Midwest, especially um, uh, in this kind of climate where we have so much snow and ice and we're so limited. And we go to work, we go to work in the yeah. dark, we come home in the dark. And we eat all our meals in the dark almost, especially almost. if we work in a windowless office. Like me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So is the doldrums, is that depression? The doldrums is not necessarily depression. All of us experience a range of emotional affect during different seasons. Most people feel better in the summer, not all. There is a percentage that doesn't. And um, in the winter, a great many people feel slowed down, almost like a bear ready to hibernate. And um, some people attribute a Christmas and the holidays to weight gain, but really sometimes it's the doldrums when there's nothing else to do but be locked in and have something to eat. So that's something to think about. Right, exactly. I find myself eating more in the winter time. Do you? No, I don't think so. No winter doldrums for you, Tom? Well, I, get, I call it cabin fever. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. It comes on about February. Okay. Oh. Yeah, you're locked into one particular place for a long period of, of time. Um, so when, when would we be advised to help a family member or a person um, that we notice is not their usual happy self? Well, one of the things we worry about is whether or not people are developing um, depression in the winter. It's not uncommon, with or without, being in a northern climate. And there is a difference between a blue day or a day with the doldrums and a consistent number of weeks or months where we can't get out of bed, um, we're not interested in speaking on the phone the way we usually mm. do, um, we don't write letters anymore if we did that, um, maybe we've become what they call a couch potato and do nothing but watch reruns of of 1970 TV programs. Usually if that's happening, the, the lack of interest tells us that something else is going on, that it's not just the doldrums. Right. Is there something that um, family members can do to change that behavior? Or? There are several things. The first is if if this has been going on for a short amount of time, to have a conversation to see if something else might be going on medically. Mm -hmm. You know, has the person's thyroid changed? Are they becoming... Um, so used to their heart medication that they're slowed down by it. There are a number of medications and medical illnesses that definitely will show similar symptoms to true clinical depression. So that's the first thing is to screen out anything medical. Probably one would have to do that by going to one's physician or primary care provider to do that. And don't be afraid to ask for those tests. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask to have your thyroid checked or your blood pressure medicine reevaluated. 
or to say that you're feeling exactly low that you're not feeling yourself i think that's whatever yourself is if you're not feeling it something's wrong yeah but i, I expect people kind of resist the idea of seeing a doctor or someone for help you know just like alzheimer's patients they don't want to go get tested and find out that they have it. Mm -hmm. So is that similar? To yes, it is. I think there's a certain amount of fear and stigma mm -hmm. attached with the concept of depression. People think that it might mean that they're, um, and the word that's often used is crazy, but depression is not the same as a, uh, at all as it is for someone who may have the symptoms of hearing voices or uh, seeing visions. These are not the same things at all. Depression medications are one of the most common medications prescribed in the world right now, and they're very effective in today's world. And so we live in a time where there are medications that are much easier to take with many fewer side effects, and so I do encourage people to be less afraid. However, However, that being said, most people want to try something natural first. Mm -hmm. And so I say get up when the sun comes up. You know, open your windows. Don't t keep the curtains shut. Maybe buy um, one of the natural light uh, that that uh, is representative of sunlight. You have to check and make sure it's the real thing. A lot of things are sold in this area that aren't the real thing. You can get a prescription from your doctor, and sometimes Medicare even pays for this, sometimes. Oh, I've, I've seen, like, a light box. It's a box, or it's on a stick, or it's a lamp. Lots um, of different varieties. You can even get the kind that will wake you up in the morning with a little music. So <laughs> um, whatever whatever works, you know. Uh, um, but, but there are many things we can do. The other is to eat healthy. You you know, to make sure we ha are eating our fruits and vegetables, even though we can't go to the farmer's market to buy them, mm -hmm. and that we're eating a variety of foods, and that we are stimulating our taste buds. Food should taste good, mm -hmm. and especially in the winter when we're more limited. Yeah, absolutely. And getting rest? Getting rest is critical. Any, um, any primary physician will tell you that uh, sleep and rest would be at the bottom of the totem pole for anything that's important for good health. Sleep mm -hmm. and rest and shelter and food, it's all on the base level. Without right. sleep, we can't do anything. Right. And sometimes um, people's sleep cycle can be affected by the change they worry about. They start worrying about using their daylight, and they want to get to sleep so they can get up early, and then mm -hmm. they get into a place where they can't sleep, and mm. that's counterproductive. It's, yeah, kind of a vicious cycle that starts It can happening. be, it can yeah. be. And then as soon as a person is not getting enough sleep, other other things can happen that aren't right. so good. Right. Earlier you mentioned that there might be some kind of a correlation between depression and Alzheimer's. Yes, there's um, research now that shows that uh, long-term untreated depression in adults can um, hasten the onset of Alzheimer's. Wow which is a very scary idea, but at the same time, we live in a time when depression can be treated. Not everyone needs medication. We were talking about that a mm -hmm. few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people do well by having um, a confidant, having talk therapy, where they can be heard and say what they need to say mm -hmm. if they're grieving the loss of their partner or um, having to move to assisted living or having to downsize or do something that's part of what's normal in aging. Mm -hmm. Those things are normal, but the depression is not normal. It's not normal. It's its own thing, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to yeah. be, and it can be treated in many, many forms. And people can start with the lowest level. You can work on getting better sleep. You can work on eating well. Mm -hmm. You can reduce your caffeine. Um, be careful how much alcohol you consume. Mm -hmm. Then if none of that helps and you start crying every day or have no interest in going outside and you lose your sense of ability 
to initiate anything with anyone for anything, then you've probably moved closer to what might be depression, and then it's time for a medical evaluation. Right. And um, when you say a medical evaluation, I, I get a little nervous about that. They're going to put electrodes on your head or, um, you know, is it invasive? Or what would be an assessment or an evaluation for depression? It's not invasive at all. Um, uh, most family practice doctors and primary care providers in today's world have a short assessment of only nine questions oh. that you can answer either on the computer or on a piece of paper. And if you answer honestly, that's their first cue. The other thing is when the doctor or the nurse says, how are you doing? And you say, just fine, thank you. <laughs> and it's not just fine, thank you. Then it's harder to get the assistance you may need. Yeah. So it's important to be honest. Yeah. I remember one doctor, when I responded that way, um, oh, I'm just fine. She said, then why are you here? <laughs> yes. Good question. Yeah, good question, good question indeed. Um, I, I love the idea of being um, aware of your own, who you are, and being aware of the changes that are going through. Um, and there are, uh, you mentioned some of the changes that older people do go through, um, moving um, trying to downsize, trying to find an appropriate living situation. So all of those might be very, very traumatic for a person. I think that most people do experience them as traumas, as a matter of fact. Um, uh, or even if one is diagnosed with an illness uh, like diabetes and they can no longer eat the same diet they ate before sure. or they take medication where you can't even drink grapefruit juice if that was and that's very common um, if you loved a grapefruit mm -hmm. and so uh, it can be challenging to have the changes so part of the way to deal with that is one's expectations right. um, life changes that's all we know for sure. Mm -hmm. And the challenge is to uh, take them one at a time. We also know that the single best predictive of a long and happy life is solid relationships. Mm. It's not medication. I mean, we need to treat our illnesses. If you have high blood pressure or cholesterol, you need your medication. But in terms of relationships, as people get older, it is true that friends move away. Mm -hmm. Some people die. Mm -hmm. These things happen. Um, you may move yourself. A person may move themselves. And so the challenge is to try to form new relationships, mm -hmm. try to be active, go to a place like the senior center, mm -hmm. be involved, um, be involved in your religious community, in your neighborhood association, um, mm -hmm. work for a political candidate, mm -hmm. um, anything at all like that where there might be people of multiple ages, if that's what you like, or strictly people in your own age bracket, if you prefer right. that. I know many of the people who come to the senior center so enjoy the intergenerational programs yeah. because they are with a lot of older people and it's so nice to have the connection with either high school kids or even mm -hmm. the little daycare kids. Absolutely. And you know the other thing is not to lower your expectations of having live entertainment. Mm -hmm. If you enjoyed going to the city park in the summer for the um, music festival, try to continue to go. Mm -hmm. You know, find a way to get there. Ask your doctor for a disabled license plate. Many older people are hesitant to even ask for that mm -hmm. when they could use it because they say, I'm just fine, my mobility is just fine. Mm -hmm. And when one's mobility is limited and one's access is limited, separate from the weather and all those other things, those are factors that can lead to the longer-term sadness, the longer-term doldrums, which then can play into possible depression. That's right. And so it's important kind of to get out, Absolutely. even in the winter. Yes, it is. But you have to balance that with some 
idea of safety. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. But we're lucky in the Madison area because we have so many forms of transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't list them all, but we have many resources here where people can find ways to get out and about and be picked up and taken to various community Absolutely. events or or uh, programs. Mm-hmm. And so I always encourage people to do what feels safe, safety first above all else, mm-hmm. but stay engaged, mm-hmm. be engaged. And that's something that family members can watch for. Mm-hmm. When people, As I said earlier, when people pull away and no longer can initiate, ooh, I want to go to the indoor market, or there's a movie that just came out I'd rather see first time than mm-hmm. wait for video, or, or I want to go to the yarn store, mm-hmm. or I want to get my fishing license on time, mm-hmm. then, then we start struggle with um, moving away from being engaged in the real world. Right. Um, avoid disease and disability. Um, treat them you, and treat them. Yeah. And also, you know, stimulate cognitively yeah. and physically Absolutely. and stay engaged with your community. Those are the three tenets of quote unquote successful aging. And well, so you've hit on all of those. And in, and in um, not all kinds of talk therapy, but many kinds of talk therapy, you want to address the thoughts the feelings and the behaviors, all three. Mm-hmm. So especially for people who are aging, you know, a straight behavior therapy such as how to stop smoking, you know, do step one, step two, step three is not usually recommended. Yeah. But um, a broader um uh, introspective, insight-oriented format would work well. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Jelinek, for being with us because I think we've learned quite a bit about um, mm-hmm. what we need to do to take care of the winter doldrums. And one of the things I think you had mentioned was the need to look around for some of those community resources. Absolutely. And our next segment is going to be about snow shoveling and how to uh, find some resources and help for that for you. Thanks again. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Welcome back to Senior Beat. Our previous guest, Dr. Holly Jelinek, asked me to remind you that in this area, many mental health providers do take Medicare, and she wanted you to know that so that you would seek help. Our guests this segment are going to talk to us about uh, another winter problem, and that's the snow that's inevitable in Wisconsin. And we're happy to welcome Becky Redlings from the East Madison Monona Coalition. She's, she's a coordinator of their home chore program. And also another guest, Dan Barlow, who is the volunteer services coordinator at Independent Living. Yes, thanks for having us. I, I'm very delighted to have you here because um, we're just kind of interested in letting our audience know about the services that you have. And I know that both of you have like snow shoveling kind of services. And, and I don't think it's that specific. I think it's bigger than that. 
like your service is called Home Chore. So tell us about that, would you? Sure. Yeah, so the Home Chore program is really um, serving older adults who are 60 and older uh, and who can't pay for the services to be done around their home and have some kind of physical, um, you know, reason that they can't do the chores around their own home. So we have ongoing matches with wonderful volunteers all throughout the community who go into um, our clients' homes and do maybe Dusting, vacuuming, bathrooms, oh, all that kind of good stuff. Um, in the summer, they mow lawns. Uh, they've been doing a lot of raking lately. And then in the winter, um, there are people who do snow shoveling. Good. So every time it snows, they go over to the person that they're matched with and clean off the driveway and walkways. And these are volunteers from the community who do that? Correct. Wow, yeah. that is a wonderful amazing. service. Yeah. Um, and Dan, tell us a little bit about your program at Independent Living. Well, we have a very similar program, and so do several others. It's not just the two of us. Um, uh, it's important to stress that as well. But uh, we do have volunteers that will do anything from how, minor housekeeping chores to um, sorting mail to oh, good. telephone reassurance calls, um, but and definitely snow removal, which is the the big one right now, right. especially with the snowstorm coming today. We, right. I've gotten about 20 calls just this morning. <laughs> and did you? Yeah. Well, even the thought of snow exactly. coming is enough yes. to get people uh, right. concerned. Right. Um, now, is your program also uh, without cost to individuals? Well, without cost is a funny word. It is a <laughs> it is a volunteer program. There's a slight fee for being a part of our program, and that goes to paying for the background checks of the volunteers. Okay. Obviously, we need to make sure that everyone we're sending to to your home is safe. That's um, a good point, Dan. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. I would be a little apprehensive if you just sent somebody and they came knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. And so is that the case in, in, in the home chore program too? Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's exactly right. So I do an interview with all of our volunteers and then a background check and reference checks Excellent. on everybody. Excellent. And then they also have the chance to meet with a client. And so I'm there at that meeting, and they get to meet each other and make sure that it's going to work out for both of them. Okay. So the, are these matches usually one-on-one then? Yes. For, for I think, for both, both of those yeah. programs. Yep. Good. Occasionally we have groups come out. Um, you know, over the course of this past year, we've had 80 groups. Um, who have come out throughout the city and helped out, but um, like everybody, mostly, like a lot of people at one time to get all of the leaves raked up. Correct. Something like that would yeah. be like a yeah. group. Then. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But ordinarily, it's a one-on-one right. match. Mm-hmm. I imagine that there's some connectedness that happens with these matches on occasion. Well, that's actually the idea. I yeah. think, at least for our program, mm-hmm. um, we always tell our volunteers that you're more than just a volunteer housekeeper. You're more than just a volunteer snow shovel. You're more than just a volunteer telephone reassurance call mm-hmm. your your safety check and we expect this is going to turn into a relationship i know that your previous guest was talking a little bit about that and kind of the the doldrum that happens and the lack of connectivity on mm-hmm. um, some seniors face and i think that um, all of the volunteer programs here in madison and dane county really stress that and it's yeah. one of the great that things connection. about yep I think Wonderful. it's one of the great things about all the programs that right. we have in Dade County here. Right. So um, let, let's do contact, right? We need to know some con- How do we mm-hmm. contact your programs? So you can give me a call. Um, our number is 223-3100, and then I'm at the East Coalition. There's also a coalition on the west side, north side, and south side. Um, so you would make re- uh, referrals to the other programs if correct. they were in other yeah. – so they just have to call you, and right. then you'll yep. get them to the right place. And Dan? Yeah, you can call me directly at 608-9641. Um, 
or you can email me or just show up at our office. There's a nice Starbucks right next door. <laughs> um, also, the United Way of Dane County is really great about helping people find resources, um, myself included. We are a partner agency in the United Way, so you can call them as well. Sure, um, sure. And also, um, I would uh, also say the ADRC yes. can help get you connected Absolutely. to the yeah. to the right place yep. uh, for different kinds of services. So, are there any other kinds of services that you think are requested during the winter time? We so have ongoing indoor chores, yep. like oh. I was talking about, um, and then also friendly visitation. So, exactly what you're talking about—that relationship um, that really does provide social engagement. Um, sometimes that provides somebody a reason to get out of the house and go shopping or um, out to a restaurant or something like that. So um, that's a really valuable part of our program as well. Exactly. So if somebody feels like they need help with uh, some chores, including snow shoveling, uh, they just call you. Sure. Yep. yep. And um, and is, is this an age 16 over? Yeah, so for our organization, I'm not sure for yours, ours is 16 over, um, and then there is an income eligibility as well. So um, they would actually, yeah, they would get connected with a case manager to talk about how they would become a client of our organization, and then we could further help them with Mm -hmm. snow removal or anything else that they needed. And not to boast, but we can do anybody who's over or the age of 55, wow. or has a disability. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're also able to serve people Absolutely, with disabilities. Absolutely, that's so. good. And do you have an income eligibility? We do not. We do not. So. Mm-hmm. so I always use Bo Ryan as an example when I'm talking to my volunteers. Obviously, his salary is public, and we all know that he makes more than I do. <laughs> and he's over the age of 55, and he lives here in Dane County. So if he needed a volunteer and he called us, I'd be like, we'd actually be able to serve him. Wow. So. Yeah. Great. Just he hasn't called, though, just, so, uh, just <laughs> yeah. to be clear. Get, get some tickets, though. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Right? yeah. So in terms of the income eligibility, uh, I mean, that's a barrier. I mean, mm-hmm. so if they're over a certain income level, they're just not eligible, or can they pay for some of the services? or So right now the way we have it set up is that they wouldn't be eligible. Okay. For that, so it's we're really working to serve the people who can't afford the help at all. Um, occasionally, we do get calls in if people just want to know what are good sources um, mm-hmm. to pay for snow shoveling, raking, lawn mowing. They can still give us a call, and we can help connect them. Yeah. Um, but in terms of actually providing volunteers, um, that's reserved for people who can't. So it is really critical. I mean, there's different programs with different requirements, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and we mentioned the ADRC, and I'll just put a plug in since I'm the chair of that board. Yes. <laughs> stands for Aging and Disability Resource Center, and you can call them, and there is no income limits. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they can refer you to all different, different ones. community resources. Maybe even help. Because yeah. so it's going to be frustrating if you call two or three places and find out right. you're, you're not, not eligible. eligible. Right. You just mm-hmm. give up. Yeah. But yeah. Put in a little plug for us and <laughs> the other volunteer uh, managers throughout Dane County. Mm-hmm. We we have a pretty good and solid network as well, and I get plenty of calls from other volunteer agencies throughout Dane County. Hey, we're not able to serve this person because of X. Um, can you help them, and vice versa? Right. So right. Um, we we do a little bit of networking as well um, to make it easier for make, that mm-hmm. client. We all have very similar missions and. We're dedicated to that more than anything. Mm-hmm. So we're very, very good about trying to make sure that that need is met, whether it's Great. us or somebody mm-hmm. else. Great. Absolutely.
Yeah. And I expect you to do the same thing in yeah. terms of maybe if you're not income eligible, there might be other programs that. Yeah. And we work regularly daily with ADRC right. as well and right. independent right. living. Right. And yeah. so really it is a network of people right. who are connected trying to serve. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, should we flip the coin and talk about the wonderful people who are willing to help you, both of your agencies right. as volunteers? Um, where do you find volunteers who are willing to do this? What's your best source? Uh, United Way has an amazing website called volunteeryourtime.org, and so we get a lot of people who find our postings on there. Um, and then another website called Volunteer Match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just from things like this out in the community, newspaper articles um, that get picked up. Um, I'm also talking with groups, and so sometimes the high schools will get involved. Oh, that's so exciting. Of, yeah, a variety of places. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And churches. churches um, yeah. I always tell my volunteers about one in four people are just word of mouth. Um, mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. who love love our program, are excited about our mission, uh, want to make sure needs are being met throughout Dane County. They'll come in. Um, I always tell people, if you like our program, talk about us. If you dislike me, that's fine. <laughs> Good, bad, say whatever yeah. you want. But um, that word of mouth is really critical yeah. for Right. For volunteers. Absolutely. Well, and I'm thinking, too, that for getting the word out to older adults who may be isolated, um, word of mouth also uh, yeah, works. Absolutely. Because they hear about the service and then they want to know more, and maybe this program will help you both to get the word out on absolutely. both sides of that, yeah. that mm-hmm. coin to be able to uh, encourage people to volunteer. So um, what would you say is a... a common time uh, commitment for one of your volunteers? Oh, um, I, I, it's all need-based. I mean, yeah. obviously, somebody who has a small driveway, like 20 feet by 8 feet, mm-hmm. and has a small or no sidewalk whatsoever, it's a 10, 20-minute thing, um, not a big deal. Other people we have have multiple compound needs who yeah. need that snow shoveling, and that's mm-hmm. one thing. But also, they can't lift their arms more than 50 degrees, so they can't change their bed linens. They can't take out their trash. Yeah. They have mul- multiple needs. Sometimes it's two or three volunteers, you know, doing two or three hours a week. Okay. Um, so it really depends on the person and right. you know, what those needs are. And your staff uh, or you are, are uh, actually assessing what they need. Yep. To, mm-hmm. to identify the the most important needs in that particular home. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And ours is very similar. Um, there's an assessment done where really the client is saying how much uh, service they need, and then we're looking to match them with as much as they need. Right. So a lot of times it's you know a couple hours, a couple times a month. Snow shoveling. It's like who knows how much snow we're going to get in any given year. So that really varies, and our right. snow shoveling volunteers know that they don't exactly know what they're signing up for, but they're in it for the long haul, so yeah. they're yeah. committed to that. And then with raking, people have different sized yards, so yeah. it's really, um, I try to give people as much of a heads up about time mm-hmm. commitment, mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd say generally a couple times a month for the indoor cleaning. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. What, what great services these, mm-hmm. these are and resources for people. Yeah. I imagine you get a lot of people who are saying oh, thank you and appreciating that mm-hmm. too. Are there some stories you want to tell us about? 
I have one client who in particular writes a thank you card to every volunteer who comes to her home Aww. and then writes me thanks, thank you cards <laughs> and um, regularly asks if she can give gifts. And it's just really wonderful that um, I think it does become such a friendship and a relationship and yeah. they like to give back as well. Yeah. Well, again, <laughs> let's get the contact information for both of you, okay. these programs. Sure. Becky? So my phone number is 608-223-3100. Great. Mine is 608 uh, 268-9641 for a direct line to me. Wonderful. Well, thank you for coming in to sharing the wonderful resources that you offer to older people in our community. Really appreciate it. Yeah. No problem. Thank you for having yeah. us. Thank yeah, you so good. much. Great. We'll see you next time on Senior Beat.